this is I really like talking to dance nerds. And um, the reason being is because you can kind of geek out and kind of get really deep about different topics. I mean, one of the things about street dance that's so interesting to me is it is, you know, very, very black in how it started and then how it started to grow. So, you know, there's definitely other um, aspects of street dance that were influenced by, you know, Asian Americans and um, Latina Americans and all those, those kind of things. But a lot of the the basic and core aspects of street dance started with the black community. And so um, my friend and I, Cricket, had a really good conversation about street dance in general. You know, we both, we're both house dancers, both b-boys, and I learned a lot of my house from um, Cricket. And it was interesting because, you know, the thing about the dance community is like, you know, you all start with, you know, meeting each other through dance and depending on whether it's in the club or whether it's battling or something like that. But the people that you gravitate towards and you still are friends outside of the club are the ones that you can have good conversations with outside of just just dance. But it usually starts there. And so Cricket is one of those people. James Cricket Coulter of Crazy Natives, um, Mellow Animals, Step Fiends, um, originally from Jersey. And so he... Um, was one of the dancers that was one always hilarious to me. He was just really, really funny. But then also he just had a really good, deep understanding of street dance culture. And so we've always had just really good conversations, you know, whether it was with elders, whether it was like younger dancers. Um, and, you know, he's a pretty prolific teacher as well. And so his style of teaching was different than a lot of the teachers that I met at the time because he did a lot more talking um, as as well as just teaching the dance. So to, to help people get a better understanding of how the dance actually works. And so you know, he was ne- he was never really like, you know, hey, just do this routine and keep it moving. It was more about, you know, giving you the, the ABC so you can start to put your own sentences together. So I think one of the cool things about that was that, you know, Cricket and I would always have these really good conversations about dance. And also, too, you know, being, you know, black um, black people in a culture that was started by black folks. And then they started to, you know, grow and become a massive thing where other cultures are starting to, um, you know, have input and have uh, influence into and still trying to keep that black voice was always interesting to us as well because you know a lot of the blackness and the black struggle was started taking getting taken out of street dance and something that we've seen that before too and so we were always you know kind of thinking and having conversations about how to maintain that black presence within street dance culture but then also too you know recognize that there is changes in geographically you know culturally and all that kind of stuff so um this conversation right here is kind of us ranting about all of that i mean it's it's it definitely goes a lot longer than I would have liked, but at the same time, like we can always just talk about these things for hours. And so hopefully this is something that, you know, you take a little bit of uh, value out of. You can hear us kind of rant and kind of uh, riff off a lot of different topics and that kind of thing. But also too, you know, as dancers and as black men within this culture, we also kind of see, um, have a different perspective than other people. So my friends are fresh featuring James Cricket Coulter. It's here's the thing, man. Everybody, I'm only gonna say I'm only gonna say this once. I hope it, are you taping? Yeah, I'll tape. I'll tape this part. <laughs> Don't for all those that are uh, they got all this to say about like a uh, about a uh, uh, what do you call it appropriation? You. Uh, there okay you're you're asking for like this 
if if it wasn't it was always a commodity if it wasn't a commodity then it, we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah but if it, it was sold yeah and what the in the in, the intention of uh commerce is for it to spread and you make capital so if you if you're if you have a problem, you put it out there. You you know, you it all boils down on you know what I mean? Oh, our good, our forefathers in this, they've got they've got they've got uh they've you know blues and rock and roll. I feel like they have because you know you got the Beach Boys stealing you you know what I mean? Every, yeah. You know every Led Zeppelin. These dudes were stealing and making millions. Yeah, yep. There was no uh, there was no structure in place, no power structure in place. Now, black dancers have been teaching and uh, selling their wares twenty years, twenty yeah, something. 20. Maybe 30 now. So it's fair to say that it there's gonna be uh divergence yeah. of things. From the real to the yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think that's the part that when we have to talk about a cultural so, appropriation aspect of it, is you know, we've contributed to it because we commodified, you know, uh, commodified it and then went it out there. So if that's the case. How are you mad that people are buying your product? (laughs) But now if there's an issue with monetizing, hey, that that falls on. Because, you know what I mean? If you didn't if if you didn't monetize it coming out and somebody else monetizes it, whose fault is that? Yeah, it's not it's not who invented it. It's who innovated it. Well, in, innovated the in a way the, to get the, money. making money. Yeah, yeah. The innovated I, the money aspect of it. And I think that's the part where it's like the I was thinking about this too, because the kids that come out, you know, if you're 14, 15 right now, and you're like, I want to be a break dancer, you could pretty much do that, whether it's through social or it's through YouTube or whatever. But they're not there's very that section of kids is very small. Now there's just kids like I just want to be famous and I want to be it I want is. to be famous for dancing. So I want to yep. dance and I want to be famous. So I don't really care. Yep. I'm not really care where the uh, aspect of dance comes from. I'm like, no, I'm not going to the masters and teaching me, yo, teach me B-boy, teach me this, teach me that. They're, I'm just one. I just want to dance. And so with the um uh the populist population of of tiktok shorter uh media like shorter and shorter clips i was laughing because instagram is what 60 seconds for video before you have to like know something else and most people's sets from 10 15 years ago as a b-boy would be like (laughs) would would barely fit that they would probably go almost two minutes and then but as the you know, as technology shrinks and people's attention span, y'all you'll start to see smaller and shorter sets, and then mix that with TikTok, where everyone's doing like these really quick, easy dances, hit the whoa, hit the this, da, 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 da. so it just makes it all like you said, commodified. And so at that point, it's it's way out of our hands now. 
Yep. You can't bring so, it back. You can't bring it back over here. But there can be there there is the need for some type of um uh structure to know the history and the background. Yeah. Yes. But that's the part that's far that's as, the part. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as like monetizing it, man, you had 20 years. You had 20 years, man. Darren yeah. Darren's dan- Darren's dance grooves was the was the tipping point. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true though. When I when I saw Darren's dance groove, I was like, yo, they teach this stuff in v- VHS now? <laughs> I, that was young. I was, you know, I was still in my twenties or whatever. And I was like, "This is weird," but all right. Well, someone, that, someone else that's dope does it, but in a way that makes you no. Know, but you're right. I think as dance has evolved from, you know, we'll go from seventies all the way up into now, and capitalism has, you know, got all into it and sold it and chopped it up and sold it for smaller bits, and then this resurgence in the last maybe ten years of uh, at least some of the people that have helped create that each dance started to actually monetize it and be sustainable with it, which I thought was super dope. But then now the pendulum has switched again where, you know, you're doing one TikTok dance, quote unquote, and you're already famous in the person that's been in the game for 30 years. (laughs) But the thing is, how do you, you can't go to, they got to fix the system. And until people want to do the hard work, you can't go to the people and point. Me, 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 me. Fix it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's the part that we that it's either it's either, it's the solution based as opposed to just complaining based. I think that's the yeah, lot, man. So we want to. I'd rather have people be like, all right, this is the problem. Let's figure out a solution together, or let's start to figure out a solution in our small little pocket and then let that grow. You know, think macro, but then act micro. Um, well, you guys just uh, caught us in the middle of a conversation. My uh, guest for today is James Cricket Coulter for My Friends Are Fresh. What up, Crick? What up? <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I got, I've known Cricket for about, damn, where are we, where are we at? 15 now? Tw- almost 20? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know what it is? I think once you hit like around 10, you just let it, it's, it's for a long time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty much. Um, and yeah, I would say like, yeah, well, a little bit over 15. We're, we're, we're getting to that 20 mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. and so I know, I know Crick as funny story. I saw him in a magazine for a photo what? shoot. I forgot which, what it is, but it, it was, it was a, a photo shoot with a bunch of B-boys. Like it had, um, B-boys from the era, from this era. Um, so it had uh, Ground Zero in it. It had um, oh, Yellow Rat Bastard. Yeah, Yellow Rat Bastard. I, so I was yeah. working for them at the time, and then I got fired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I saw you in the magazine first, and then when I had moved to New York, then um, around the time that's when you were hanging out with Teen. Shout out to Teen. I was getting into house dancing, of actually learning how to house dance, and um, Teen was also as well learning at that time. And then you know. Uh, I started to go out with her as well to going through the, you know, just basically starting to go through the New York um, club scene um, circa 05, 04. So this is, this is the pre COVID when everyone's uh, sweaty and (laughs) climbing all over each other. (laughs) Yeah, man. 
the you know the club stuff yeah so um so yeah yeah club and, life yeah and so it was comedy because only when i used to go out a lot um on myself teen i think byron shout out to byron i think you and Dr. a couple Cox. other people, a couple other people actually had jobs like the next day to go to <laughs> So we would go out till four or five o'clock in the morning, go home, wash the face, <laughs> throw on some showers, and to whatever nine to five to sit go. So there was only a few of us, but then those that had other interests outside of dance, Cricket is also a really awesome artist. Uh, he's also a super super nerdy comic book guy. <laughs> you uh, you you know infamously worked at uh, Forbidden Planet. That's also also uh, pretty cool to your crudos. So um, so beyond the dance, we also got to connect on art and um, a lot of the comic book stuff. So too. So Craig, thanks for coming on and hanging out, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, talking that stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, talking that so. Talking that weird stuff. I know. So when um, COVID hit, you were teaching dance uh, full time, roughly, bro. Teaching, I, I I think I was teaching every day, and then <laughs> uh, I don't know if I think I thought you knew, but dude, the third we uh, my roommate was going back and forth to China, and I think about two or three weeks. He had came back and was like, dude, I had to come back early because there's this uh, sickness out there. <laughs> and he was like, all these all these events are getting canceled. And I was like, what? Hey, what are you talking about, dude? And then Nemesis hit me up. It was like, yo, yo, right, tell Rice Ball not to go back to China, man. There's like a virus or a cold or, or, flu, or virus out there that's fucking. Can I curse? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking shit up so uh still like nobody's thinking that it's gonna come here rice balls like yo crick man i'm not going back out there it was like he was got, he's about to go back there and they canceled wow. everything and there were like videos i was seeing videos from uh from different chinese events dance events and they're like posting stuff you know again not thinking it's gonna come here yeah you know i mean we just like like, whoo, sucks to be them. And then, <laughs> then we heard about the case out in um, Westchester. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, so, but still, not thinking it's going to, you know what I mean? Bro, I think it was a Thursday. It was on a Thursday. The It's coming up on the anniversary, man. Yeah, it was like the 13th or the 12th. Or something like that of March, twelfth of March or something. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, right, you're right. That's yeah, it's almost yeah. So we just made a joke yeah. about that. It's about a year ago. Yeah. So I go. I'm, I'm heading to class, and then I get a phone call my, from my friend. He's like, "Bro, they're about to shut down the city." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> he was like, "Yo, they're about to. Sh- I got some friends in City Hall. They're about to shut down the city." I'm like, "Finish teaching." I'm calling my brother-in-law like. Ooh, drop, drop back. I'm calling my brother-in-law like, dude, I'm I'm on my way to Jersey, man. I ain't trying to be here if they shutting stuff down. Start getting, start getting pains in my side. Oh, that's, so that's I'm thinking I got right. it because I start getting pains in the side, man. It's bad. And I'm, you know, I can barely stand up. I'm like, dude, I got it. 
So I'm like, I don't want to leave the crib. I don't want to be on the train. Every, everybody's scared. And I'm not trying to be on the train like. So I get home. My brother-in-law is like, don't go to the hospital because, you know, you're going to spread it or whatever. Long story short, man, I had kidney stones. Didn't know it. <laughs> I'm in the crib suffering with these damn kidney stones, bro. Right at the beginning of so like week. At the same day that it hits New York, I got kidney stones. I'm like dying. <laughs> After a week, I finally go to the, uh, you know, to the doc. I finally get to the, um, to the hospital in Queens. This is the, and this is the, dude, I get there and leave. You know, got, you know, got him out. But I leave this, like, after I leave, the day after I leave, they start letting in COVID patients. Wow. And, like, some crazy amount of people died. Yeah. No, especially in New York. Yeah. yeah, New York yeah, had the, I was, no one knew what was going on. So it was just, like, all over the place. Yeah, I, got, I was in the hospital that had the most deaths. At one point, I was in the hospital that had the most deaths. Crazy. So you crazy, crazy. <laughs> you didn't even get to experience the whole like I have a job and my job's gone now. It was just like I have I've I have health stuff to, to, to take care of first. And then coming out of that, everybody's teaching online. I'm stuck with a tube in my wiener. I can't do <laughs> nothing. <laughs> then uh how does else? that work? Um because you're paying taxes and everything. So are you getting unemployment? Me? Yeah. I didn't start, didn't, dude, I didn't start, I didn't think I could get it until the summer because oh, wow. I, I was just lucky, bro. I was super lucky because um, I was teaching so much. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. So that I had, I had a, a good amount of money in the bank and then uh, I wasn't spending anything because I was, I couldn't do nothing. Yeah, I couldn't eat anything. Exactly. So I was just like sitting like. Just <laughs> sitting on money, not being able to do anything. And then my knee started tripping. It's, and then I had to get surgery on my knee. Dude, it was just crazy, man. And I'm, so, <laughs> so COVID's not even like the, it's like the least thing on your mind. <laughs> bro, and I'm watching everybody, you know, starting their online classes and stuff. I'm sitting there going like, dude. But again, lucky, man. Because I and I was teaching, a lot of my money was coming from teaching kids. Ah, uh, okay. Hip hop. Now and so you're teaching kids. Like, what's the age range for those kids? Oh man, uh, six. You know, yeah, about six to fourteen, fifteen. Mm, okay, and you're teaching them specifically so, stuff, or what's the breaking in hip hop? Oh, okay, that's dope. And because of that, a lot of the dance schools were trying to get virtual mm. immediately because a lot of the because the parents don't pay per class. They pay annual. They pay for the year. Yeah. Yeah, yep. exactly. So I had that's how the, so the studio in business. Yeah. So because of that, I had money already. Uh. So so I had money stacked up and then. Um, I, you know, I was I was still getting paid because I was teaching. I think it's so funny because by the time I recovered, I was down for like three weeks. And by the time I recovered my, you know, from the kidney stones, uh, 
everybody was Zoom was Zoom yeah, Zoom the was thing. the must have thing. Yeah. So I was, you know, for the studios that I was teaching with, they were already on Zoom. So the three weeks nice. I was back up. And then uh and then my knees started acting crazy. And again, it was like everything's just fell. But my knees started acting crazy. And that's when uh, a friend of mine was like, no, you can get that unemployment, right? I was like, yeah, but I'm working. But they were like, dude, because because you're a gig, because you're a gig worker. Exactly. That was the thing that they did just recently. That's what I was wondering, because a lot of my bartender friends, uh, yoga teachers, a bunch of them, they had a that they had a provision for provision in that bill specifically for like the gay workers. So like that's when a lot of dancers that wouldn't normally get it because you know money's always like all over the place. Um, yeah. That they started. I saw people getting unemployment. I was like, oh shit, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, but I was still hustling on top of that, getting, you know, uh, univer- like teaching for universities, uh, all the, all the diversity, you know, around the time that. Uh, Black Lives Matter protests and stuff. Yeah, man. So everybody, well, yes, you are a uh, you're an approachable Negro. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to, you know, talk to. Plus, you know, I just I I did a a lot of the crap that everybody's not. I don't want to say crying about talking about a lot of about. but a lot of those issues I was blessed enough to deal with in Pure Movement, Rennie Harris Pure Movement. I was a founding member. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, that's what is the first African-American contemporary. Yes. Um, like uh, traveling, I should say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dance company. Concert dance. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. First street street. Not I can't say street dance, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, first Negro dance because company, traveling. <laughs> some, yeah. But, you know, I can't because you have Alvin, Ailey, but I think we because we were street dance based and predominantly mm. black at the time. Because yeah. Jam on the Groove was doing stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, before us, but I guess because it was all black. Yeah. We were all black. You know what I mean? Ah, that's so, awesome. so we experienced a lot of the pangs. Yeah. Of, uh, I mean, because plus you guys are the first, you know, you're the first one. So you guys got to go to different places first and be like, yeah, oh, I mean, I'm in here, Europe and here's a different type of racism than the racism, American racism and that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, no, it's the same. It's the same everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That shit tastes that shit tastes the same everywhere you go, boy. Uh but um yeah, but it but you know, a lot of the growing pains, you know, we would get places and then you know the, the best the best racism, the best racism is the when they don't think they're saying something racist. They go, oh my God, whoa, well, you guys came. We thought that, man, we we didn't know what you guys, but you guys were really nice and friendly. <laughs> you guys didn't break anything. <laughs> That's the kind of racism that I appreciate. It's fine. <laughs> oh, you, so you know you said so. It was so racist. That was all racist. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's the, you know, in California, if you're if if you're a b boy or if you basically if you're into street dance in California, depending on where you mm-hmm. live, depends on how many people are a part of that in terms of black folks. And so you know, if yeah. you're in the Bay Area, you're a popper, and you know, you got you're into boogaloo, you'll probably be around a little bit more black people. If you're a b boy, not so much choreo dancing, even less. And so it was very interesting to see 
uh, my friend Anna Sorrell, she did a kind of an Instagram live uh, session with different black dancers in the scene. And each one of us had to mm-hmm. kind of just talk to her about, you know, because some of the things she's Filipino, she knew about certain aspects of racism, but she doesn't know all of it. So she was kind of asking questions in an authentic way, which was really dope. And it was funny because she was like, yeah, it was really interesting. Everyone was on the various levels of angry. <laughs> there was like the apathetic people. There was like the I'm about to cut somebody people. There was the like I was more on the like, well, let's figure out a solution. You know, so he's like, yeah, she, so that's what she was saying. It, it reminded her that one, you know, everyone has those different types of viewpoints of how they uh, approach it. But then also, too, you know, not everybody really wants to talk about that ish. And I was like, yeah, true. Not every black person wants to talk about systemic racism every day. <laughs> Bro, it's like it's like, you know, for for what, for 40, 14 years of slave, seven years of slave. What's that movie called? Oh, uh, 12 years of slave. You couldn't pay me to watch that movie. man. <laughs> you couldn't pay I, me. I haven't watched the slave movie since maybe Amistad. I, the black, Bruh. the black sad movies. I haven't watched them in a while. I, I kind of stopped. Bruh. I just I just don't do it. When I saw. Uh, what was the the Quentin Tarantino movie with uh, Jamie Foxx? Oh, oh, Django Unchained. After I saw that shit, I was like, Nah, dude, I'm done, <laughs> done. It's like black torture films, man. Yeah, and not and it, here's the thing: it's that's the only frequency you got for our stories. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. Yeah. I so, think did you, you did know, you watch um did you watch like uh Lovecraft Country and stuff? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, you know, and I thought I thought something like that was was a good way to tell that aspect of it. It was like you know if we have to tell people about like racism and all that, but we got to do it through monsters and uh and demons and ghosts. I'm all about that. Like bring yeah, let's keep let's, let's keep making those because it at least it, it put one. I liked it because. The story I like that they told a sci-fi fan or a fantasy horror story, but they dropped it in a setting that's not a typical setting. It's not New York. It's not you know California and blah 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 blah. It's not Chicago. It's like they're like, no, we're gonna do put this in racism of America and gonna wrap that around. I thought that was really awesome, and it was in a unique way to do it. Um, white dude wrote the, wrote the original source material, but the black people developed it. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's but that's America. Yeah. People don't want to fucking admit it. That's America. Americans, America is a melting pot. Mm-hmm. It's just that, hey, but when you get to the nugget, the good nuggets, it's a lot of black shit. <laughs> a lot of the black shit. A lot of the good nuggets come from, you know, all the black folk. You know. Yeah. All the, you know, the seasoning is like a motherfucking, uh, like a, uh, the cube. Oh, the cube. Yeah, man. Dude, I fucked up, man. You gotta put, and you can't put too much, because I, I, I'll, I'll, I was wilding and making curry, and I oh, put yeah, like, because yeah. it's small. Them shits is like this mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. I put like three, two or three. Nah, man. Son, I was in that shit like, I had to throw it out. Yeah, it's one. one. Yep, half one and a half. If you're like a crazy person, but a normal person one. is one. <laughs> one. Black people are the bullion cubes of, of the yeah, America. man. We season. We will overpower your shit, man. You could. Yeah. Just, you just need a taste. A but see, taste. I think that's a, that, I think that's dope. But we still have. We still not getting the benefits of it though. Like pieces bruh. here and there. Yeah, but we're not, man. You no, know, we're not there yet. Let's listen. We. It's the. I think that. 
African Americans, we suffered from we suffer from the crabs in the barrel mentality. True. And it and it goes back to slavery, man. They they had to the whole thing was to keep control was to man, we can't let these motherfuckers unite at all. True. <laughs> Cause once they unite, bro, it's a wrap. So it's it's been nothing but, you know, you want to keep, you know, that power structure, man, you better disseminate on them, make they make them um make them not like each other, make them not like the image of each other, not like throw money, do whatever you can, because once that power is consolidated, man, it's like all the other, you know, you know, uh, cultures. Yeah. I think that's where, the, uh... you know, they keep, they keep their resources nice and tight and they, they don't want to look man, look, we black pe- black culture is bro. The first black Olympic store sport is Olympics. <laughs> And it started with black kids, <laughs> but we, even that, rock I and roll, hip hop. But I think even that the because our culture has that history of the trauma and all. There goes that word again, um, and all that. But it is you're trauma. right. It is trauma. It's like you know, uh, there's a good book, Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome, really, really dope book. But basically, talks about if you look at a lot of black issues right now and this through the lens of slavery, it's all pretty much tied back to it, which is 100 true. Yep. Talking about crabs right. in the barrel mentality. The I think to get over this, which is slowly starting to happen, is more of the conversations, more of the talking, more of the sharing. I think sharing to me is the biggest thing. I think if we can get one. to that, like. If nothing else, if we're just sharing our information with each other and how we do things and that and just be better at that, then there's paths to make money and monetize and capitalize and all that. But at right. the beginning, like just to share, like I think we as black men were kind of taught to kind of do things on our own. And like, you know, you have your homies and all that, but we don't really we're not um, unless you have good um, older people that help you learn about this, just sharing your information, because like you said, if I don't know something about a specific thing about dance i can go to you be like hey crick how do you do this move and like where did it come from you'd be like sure no problem if you didn't know something about you know a specific uh subject that i knew better than you would come to me and you'd ask me that and i'd be like dude (laughs) i got you that what i started to learn as i got older is that exchange of information isn't as widely um spread as i would hope it would be like especially when it comes to the black community it's starting to be better with the younger ones i think yeah, that's insane, man, because I was I was blessed and lucky in that sense because I was raised around that kind of environment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Same with me. Where Same with me. All the, you know, elder African-Americans in my community or black Americans in my community were always. Yep. To the yapping point and yapping. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so I was used to that. So when I was when I encountered folks that wasn't like that it was i was always like the fuck is wrong with you man Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but but i understand it now because it's 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 a resource and um uh what do you call it um when uh space um uh real estate Real estate, I I didn't have to. Real estate meaning I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, same with me. You know, and had a backyard, 
had a front yard, rode a bike. You know what I mean? I, I you know, you could walk down the street and just nobody. You could yeah. walk down the street in the burbs and not see somebody for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Or see them walking across the street and cars driving by. You can just be by yourself. Yeah. The city, that's not happening, homie. Yeah. Train, the train is packed. You're in an apartment building. You know what I mean? You're you you know what I mean? Everything you're you're really you have a real estate issue in the city. Yeah. You and can't just, there's, there's noise. <clears throat> there's always no time for yourself. This is always something's all yeah. around. Always you gotta be you're always paying attention to everything. You can't just like, yeah. and then you have to go to like Central Park or like another park just to kind of like, like decompress. But that's, but depending on where you live, if there's the park nice, are you going to get mugged? Is there a lot of white people there? Because they're all, they're all freaking frisbeeing or something like, so it's hard to find your real own estate. You know, something. Yeah. Your old little piece of real estate in the, in the city. Woo. Man. So, really and I wasn't raised, I wasn't raised like that. So, but you know, the good thing was my dad lived, you know, was from the city. So we were always going in and out of this city. So, but, but, so we could walk to walk and talk to talk just by imitating cousins and stuff. But you can't get around. I just, I I was, I could be more lax to David. Yeah. As opposed to you're in the city, bro. You have to be on point. Yeah, heads on the swizzle. Okay. It's like this all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that, that but you're right. Cause like living the suburb life, you're right. There's a lot of the things that we would take for granted, like you said, just exchange of information, just relaxing. Like when I'm in the suburbs, yeah. I don't actually have any, like I live in the suburbs now in California. I can walk from here to all the way down to the comic book shop and back, and it's normal. And I'm not, I have my headphones on. I can just focus on my day. If I was in New York, I was still have my headphones on, but I'm still like, oh, just just a, a little preview real quick. Just a case. <laughs> Bruh. And right now, yo, our mayor, I don't know what this dude is on right now, but they, it is 19. It is the 80s right now with these with the homeless, crazy people. Nuts. It's the 80s, bro. That's crazy. 80s, especially when it gets dark after like 11. Bro, and it's, it's they're. They're sprinkled throughout the city. And then, but once once we 11 ish, 10 ish, buddy, you better be on guard. <laughs> and then, you know, everything, I guess, for the while, the police department and the mayor were beefing, and it wasn't cops around for a minute. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's you right. Know They're what, like, you I, know, I remember that. And you know what happened? People started getting pushed on train tracks. Rick Moranis got punched in the face. They punched Rick Moranis in the face, bro. That's when that's when they had to get back on point, man. Because the cops were on some like, it's like, bro, Uh, you are. And and they had a um, that a serial slasher too. Yeah, man, all kinds of crazy crap, bro. Because, bro, if you were here, you would see it. Like, it's unexplainable. To those who ain't here, but if I was yeah. to walk around with a camera, like with the camera phone, it'd be like, there goes one. You got one over here. Some <laughs> man over here that just threw the fucking trash can in front of the bus. <laughs> he threw the trash can in front on? of the bus. And it goes, ah, oh, man, listen. What is they going starting to make on? their way to 
and Queens is peaceful. They starting to make their way to Queens. You see some dude on the corner just looking crazy. I'm like, yo, we are in the 80s. Yeah, what, what is fuck? going on? Man, you it's know what increased, it is? Increased during, uh, because of COVID? Of course, man, because they're letting, I think a lot of these I, local government got exposed. Yeah, many ways, many, many, many ways. With this COVID shit exposed, a lot of these motherfucking government motherfuckers is, okay, just like everything now. And I'm starting to realize with government, same thing. A lot of motherfuckers just want to be famous, man. Yep. They, they want to be good public yeah. officials. Nope. They just want to be famous. Like, yeah, man. oh, I saw so and so is in high regard, so I think I should get into local government. Yeah. The one dude, uh, the, what is it? Oh, Jamal Bowman. He's, uh, I think he was out in the mm-hmm. Bronx. Uh, black dude. Oh, yeah. He, the dude that he beat, or the dude that he beat in the primary, he had been in that position for like 10 years. And like, he, you know, balding white dude mustache whatever but he was he because no one cares no one pays attention to that district he he won he's the name recognition and then he got caught in a hot mic uh at some like local thing that was for the you know community blah 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 blah. and he was like man if there was an election this year i wouldn't even be here (laughs) and i laughed because like that's a very normal thing for him to say because that's 100 true but getting caught in a hot mic just made it worse and then made it in like I don't even know if that was good. The guy was good or bad or horrible, but the the new guy, Jamal Bowman, he was like a principal teacher. I think he's a principal. I think he was just on some like, yo, I'm trying to actually do something with this. And that's when, you know, that Thank you. It. And I think that's, so, that's the, the next wave of like people that are in politics right now. Like they recognize that you can't just go there and just sit, but there's, I'm starting to see more and more that there are people that are like, you know what? Hey, I actually want to uh, use this position for, to do something with it. Yeah, man. And, you know, COVID opened up. uh, I think it's opened up everybody to true empathy. You have to have true empathy now. You know, even the whole thing with people, you know, ranting and raving about, you know, trauma and stuff. It it all boils down to people have to have empathy and, and listen now. Yeah. I, you know. Because we're all stuck in our houses and that trauma is just like, it's taking people yeah. down. So, And a lot of people don't the, have, the, they don't got the release anymore either. Cause like a lot of their hobbies yeah. or their other stuff or getting yeah. out of the dodge, going to work, whatever it is. So now it's all kind of, yeah. I think because people aren't listening to each other, it's, it, it just fosters it even more. And so I think yeah, that's man. the, if as the people, the people that are handling it the be, are better or in a way that's actually working for them is like, they're starting to have those dialogues and conversations with people to kind of like, kind of like share the anxiety <laughs> as opposed to yeah. just holding it all by yourself. Yeah. So, you know, it's some good, it's some good, but I think, you know, just like everything else, man, you got to be on guard, man, because a lot of people. For, wait, like for for all that the government has done, empathetically being like, "Yo, people are getting hit hard by this thing." Over forty million in scam scams, yeah, people scamming scam. the, the welfare yep. system. Come yep. on, man, it's it's all kinds yep. of fucked up. But yeah. you know, you're fucking it up for everybody that really needs it. Yeah, you know. A lot so, of folks are but too. but for in the same note a lot of these people a lot of these dance companies or dance studios that are getting preyed upon by people going you know you owe reparations for this and that 
yo, sit back and think about it before you start. You know what I mean? Because there's yeah. scammers and everything, man. Yeah, think I think that's it. the part that is just I think that's the part that makes it worse because like you know, we're talking about the dance situation and then but you're also seeing, like you said, with the COVID relief monies and people I mean, even earlier on with the vaccines, they were trying to charge so folks who scamming folks on vaccines, trying to like charge it for their place. Yeah, they trying to charge it for your shit. Oh man, it's people but it's trying that, to get they're all trying to get their money. Yeah. And I think like you said, the lack of empathy for the next man, because I think that was my thing during the um Black Lives Matter process was just kind of like around that era time when a lot of that was popping off. The common thing I kept saying over and over again was like, I'm my brother's keeper. And in America, it's like, nah. <laughs> no, bro. This, nah. They can't, people get mad, but it's like when you made, you know, when they made, when, when the government kind of has every man for himself is, is the motto. It, it, when, when it becomes every man for himself, Yep. What do you expect? Yeah. What do Never you wanna. fucking expect? Every, everybody's going to be for themselves, man. <sighs> to, to the yeah. detriment of society itself. Yeah. So, you know, across the board. And it's crazy because you can't, you have to be careful with pointing. Yeah. And I'd rather, because it's funny because I'd rather, instead of pointing at people, I'd rather have a dialogue with them and then kind of go from there. there. Is, man. That, like, like you said, that, Com- the communication and that empathy would would probably go a lot farther than you know denigrating different peoples and that kind of stuff. And so you know, and instead of trying to scam somebody, why don't you just work with them to find a, a better business situation that would work for the both of you or something like that? You know, like like oh, this that thinking is. aspect. <laughs> I'm trying to save the world right now, Craig. <laughs> nah, man. You know what it is, man. Yeah, you got no, just that. You know, it. I I, I laugh because. You know, you and I, we were running um, the the house dance sessions on Fridays in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. shout out to Byron. Byron was the one that started it. Dude, you know, a, a damn near institution in, in New York. Um, but one of the coolest things I liked about that session was the level of dancers that would come. And open session is when people just drop in. They can, you know, give some money so we can pay for the space. And then you just get down. You know, we got music going, this and that. And so one of the good things is you would see all levels of dancers there. And everyone felt comfortable. And it was like, you know, whether you just started learning or you've been dancing for 30 years, everybody could get down. Everyone could find a little, you know, corner, a little space, you know, and the it helped with the vibe of making it very warming and welcome, welcoming. And then everyone else, everybody would kind of teach each other as well. And so well, because we all knew that we've been at that spot where like I didn't know what the hell I'm doing. And then someone came over, hey man, this is what you do. Da, 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 da. But that uh empathy and that communication and that each one teach one kind of mentality made the space like fun for people to kind of just observe, partake. And sometimes people would just come and just sit and just like soak up the vibe and catch up with people. And then the other times people would just want to, you know, work out something that was going on in their week all week and they got their little space and they're just dancing by themselves. So I thought that vibe and that um communication and camaraderie i think is something that could be that would that's needed in a larger frame of sense of like dance and stuff like that yeah you know um the club was 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 that it like and byron even says it byron said it that this is taking the because they were closing our clubs down yeah all the clubs kept closing down so there was no more. There was there, there these places where people would conjugate to learn how to put all their their ducks in a corner. 
because the club wasn't just uh, a place for people dancing. Yeah, it was. It was the it was the social media of its time. If you wanted to know what clothes to wear, you go to a club. You know, you go to it. You want to know what music is good. You go to the club. You know what I mean? You want to meet people. You want to meet. You go to the club. Now it's it's you know it started that the the beginnings of it being taken out you know for the sake of uh real estate yeah and then also too i mean i got there yeah i got to new york around 2005 and so that was the thing that i noticed over the first three years that i lived there i was like many of the places that i like to visit or like clubs and bars i would go to you know they would shut down and i'm kind of like dude they just started last year and so people kind of explain explain the whole real estate aspect of it in new york city about clubs and bars and rents and this and that and the types right. of people that they want to come there and if they're making their money or That's not. Right. And so the um, going to a club, uh, especially with, say for instance, you know, yeah, hip hop or, you know, house centric, you're right. It had that social uh, feel. So if you had a problem with somebody, you would deal at the club. If you were, if you're learning from somebody, you would learn from the club. If you were, you know, and you were having a lot of those, that's how you met a lot of people and had kind of like social interactions for later on during the week. And like now with, COVID and, you know, social media is kind of like took that, but that's amplified to a million. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so. <laughs> no, nah, man, because I like, because you just, I, I've been having this debate with folks and uh, it, it hits a nerve sometimes, but I, I, so because because I teach a okay because I teach I teach a freestyle class, right? Now for the listeners and, at home, cricket, what is freestyle? <laughs> okay, uh, I teach a so freestyle dance. I teach a freestyle and how it applies to house dance, right? Nice. Uh, so because of. Uh, my introduction in the street dance as a kid in the eighties. It was, we immediately uh, developed process. We immediately, we dropped in. We had to have a process of how to arrange our movement immediately. Uh, With the advent of all this class, we start getting, you know, the the choreo dancers and the uh yeah so there's this separation and uh a lot of people go it's the same thing i go i don't think it's the same thing at all because i think the intention is totally different you know yeah that's and, a good point i think you're talking about the tension yeah. between choreo and say freestyle I don't even want to call it i can't say this freestyle isn't a noun in that sense it's an actual no, you're right. You're right. You're right. So, you know I mean? so, so you're talking about putting together your own moves as opposed to following out someone else's. As opposed to I'm coming in because, dude, I, I remember when it became a thing. That's what a lot of a lot of people who have this conversation conversation or I, or who debate about it. I'm going I we were there are certain dancers that were ground zero. There were certain dancers that were going that were. When, you know, people went to dance class, when uniforms started happening, mm. meaning that people started to go to class and and start buying the outfit. And it was kind of like <laughs> the class outfit. Oh, this, 
like, like, like hat, I'm make sure they got the baggy pants, make sure you got yeah, the it was, yeah, as a, like now it became as opposed to dude, you dress like that when you go to club. Why are you dress like that going to class? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? So all the when all this stuff kept erupting, so you know, it's like, nah, man, they're two different universes. And I'm not and but not to look down on one another, but to know that they're in my in my mind. And we yeah. could go more and more into the the set, but they're two different entities. Yeah. And I think that you know that, what I mean? Like what you said about intention, I think that's the 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 kind of crux of it. It's like when you're starting to dance, what is your intention in that aspect of it? And I think that kind of helps you figure out where you want to roll. Yeah. And for the viewers out there, you're only there is nobody from the opposite end of my concept to debate about it. So I don't want, you know, people listening to me go cricket, right. You know, but it's just, <laughs> this is, this is just my take. And you could, you know, you could debate about it. But it's just, but so, especially because I teach freestyle and my main, the people that come to my class are people who come from the choreo end of the spectrum and from the class end of the spectrum, they go, I don't know how to, I don't know how to make sense of all this fucking shit I learn in class. All yeah. this choreography. I don't know uh, how to put it together uh, for myself. And I, and I like, think I that's no interesting. Clue. And I think that's interesting because before you would see, so, you would might learn something in class and then you would go to the club to get, to figure it out. Or you would kind of, you know, I, think- I, I think the, People would try to, that's how they, that's how people wanted it to be. I would say when I, when I was taking classes with people and I would listen to them, a lot of times that was kind of like their intention. They're like, I'm teaching you the certain aspects of it. So if you were in the club, blah, 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 blah. Now, again, we keep saying the club because like in New York, the club culture for dancers is kind of like very entwined outside of New York and sometimes in LA, but different areas. Most people's dance is taking place in a studio or something like that, where in New York, it's a little bit different where you might learn in the stu- might learn something in the studio and then you get to go try it out in the club or you might see something in the club and you start to follow these dancers. So it's a different context in that aspect of it. So like you were saying before, people that were taking, you know, and I've encountered them, too. They take, you know, 20 classes and 30 classes and they got five classes a day. And then I would see them dance. And I'm kind of like, what? Where'd it go? <laughs> Where'd he go? What? 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 What, what? What was all that? So, you, you what's all that work and effort? What? What are you doing? <laughs> so they and then they train and then they uh they not they train but they judge themselves by they judge their dance by mm. the copying muscle. Mm-hmm. I'm a great dancer because I can replicate. It's like mm. you're just good at replicating, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. changing a little bit because it's like. The kids now have so much inside the tank. There's so much, but they're still, but they're still, they, they lack an arrangement, like a process. They lack process. Yeah. And I I think I was, I I went to one of the B-Boy sessions and when I was seeing B-Boy sessions in New York, I was surprised at how much, um, like people were just going at it, like just on, you know, just doing runs, doing runs. And then how, how many, how the lack of people just sitting down and thinking, <laughs> cause like, cause when I'm at sessions, I'm sitting down and like, we would think, okay, what's this move? And we would sit there for like a good five. And then we'd start to think of a process of what we're trying to put together. So part of the people that would be at the session, shout out to like Richter and Slim Jim and those guys, we would just be like literally just sitting down, like, okay, what, 
I want to do this move connected to this. And it would be about five minutes. And we actually just think and think of that process where when I was in New York, I noticed that like it was a lot of ciphering, a lot of like getting it in, which is dope, but it was just a different uh, way of going about it. And I didn't see a lot of because, people just like, do, like thinking about that. Well, the thing is in the Northeast, we know that we, we have, when I speak of process, it's not so much to how do I we we come into the game, especially, especially B-boys. You're getting you're you come in and you're given a process. Mm. Like you're given you're get you come in, they go, this is the music you listen to, this is how you dress. Uh when you in your you're given all your tools. Mm. And and it's it's like a folklore thing. It's not something that you buy you come in and go oh you're b you're a b-boy or b-girl you wear your hair like this this <laughs> you listen to the music like this they give you you get everything you get your process from the ground you get your starter kit from the ground up bang you know what i mean <laughs> with the other with the other for house dancers we learned our process in the club so when people started going to these sessions and stuff like that they they like they don't even they don't know it's it's like uh we're automatically we know that we know at a certain point that the next stage of my process is to see if it works yeah i like to see if it's sound mm-hmm. okay i want to try this try this okay i got to go into a cypher to see if it makes sense yeah let's try this, this okay i have to see it does it does it does it does it salt does it is it solving the thing that I want to put it out there to do. So, and it makes me also question the very thing I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going, uh, they're two separate things, but it's an intention away. Yeah. It's quite, I, I, that's what I was saying. It's about the intention. I think that's, I think you're correct yeah. on that aspect of it because, you know, one of my favorite things was being at the session and then, you know, it's mostly house, all houses playing, blah, 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 blah. But then you might throw in a 70s funk soul song that's just like super groovy. And it's like, there's, it's, there's no four four. It's just literally just a groove. And, it, and then everyone that was uh, either Southeast Asian or Japanese would be kind of like, uh, what are you supposed to do to this? <laughs> and then all, all the black people would be like, hey. But they started to see that. And then they started to understand and, and ask those questions. And then understanding that like, the just because you know a, a you know a suitcase of moves, it doesn't mean that you're using those suitcase moves to every single song. You gotta listen to the song and and let the song move you with the with that intention. Huh. You do you're using you are using the same uh suitcase of moves. It's just you're using it differently. The differently. the backbone, like a lot of people, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of the a lot of the, and I, I know this again from, because like, and I'll, add, okay, I'll, I'll give it, I'll, I'll send it to you. Uh, and it's like, it's funny because you, when you think about it, you go, damn, I never thought about it like this. Uh, funk is R&B. Mm-hmm. It's just a category. It's just a way to categorize the R&B that sounds like this. Yeah. So my you know, my parents played R&B all the time in the house. Same. All the people that 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 ended up making house music 
all listen to R&B. So by the time we heard that stuff in the club, we were already dancing to it. Our our dance is built on top of it. Mm-hmm. House dance is built on top of that. Breaking is built on top of that. Locking is built on top of that. So everybody says funk. Yeah, funk, R&B. Everything is built on top of this R&B music. So, you know, it's funny because uh, Terry put up a post and I, I couldn't stop laughing because he was like, everybody keeps, and it was it was a music post, but he touched the, you know, the nerve that everybody is debating about lately. But he was just like, everybody keeps asking about this one dance, this Lofton. But when I put on the music that people were doing it to, everybody gets mad and gets upset and goes, ah. He was mainly talking about, like, we play the music that every, everybody wants to dance smooth. Everyone wants to do this, do this, do that. But when we play the music that everybody was, the, the early stuff that we learned how to dance to for on house music, when we play that music, everybody, what you put on breaking music? What you put on popping music? For? Like, <laughs> oh, we danced to this, man. Dance to all this, of this it. This was dance. <laughs> this was dance. To, so it's like, if you don't know how to use your toolbox to this music, you're fucked. Because yep. this, you, you, you know what I mean? But and I think that's know, the, and that's the part that I think I actually do the the blackness out of a lot of dance has been pulled out, and because that's been pulled out, that part's missing. And so I yep. think, and so a lot of the kids that are learning, they're learning dance or different dance styles with the the blackness part kind of pulled out or 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 dimmed a little bit. Like not just not to get yep. knock it to certain teachers because usually people will you know say if you're listening if you're learning from a good teacher they'll give you some history they'll let you know bop 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 but there's parts of the black experiences that inform the that the that dance mainly like there you said is. the R and B music that they're they're. It, it takes a while to understand and to really like, you really got to study, like, you know, you got to study Sly and the Family Stone. You got to study Stevie Wonder. You got to study all these different types of R&B and each one and how they different, different sounds. And then, like you said, if you, if your toolbox has all these different things, all right, how are you using your tools to dance to this particular song? And, and then you might be able to find something that helps you later on when you listen to the, the quote unquote typical stuff that you can be listening to. Yeah. Like, like uh when when people and as teachers we got to be careful because when we say things like club where yeah club where northeast jersey Mm -hmm. philly miami because each club gave a different gives you a different quality yeah so if i say club you know in my in Miami, Miami bass music, that shit changed the breaking. <laughs> that shit yeah. changed the way we break. You know what I mean? Uh club in Chicago, the music, you know what I mean? Club here. So when we say club to somebody in Europe, go to the club, figure out in the club. There, you gotta we it's that's too that's you can't say that easy answer anymore. Yeah. I, I think you've got to define it. Yeah, and I think you're right. You know being able to define it because I think the problem as people start to learn these dances devoid of the black experience, it's a little bit, it's on them for not researching. It's on us for not explaining and sharing that. And I think that one, that's one thing for uh, uh, that or, or we're sharing it, but we're very, it's very interesting how we share it. I should say, because I think there's a way where I think 
us as the black people within these dances can share that information so that it's not um, so it's not misconstrued. But I think sometimes there's a frustration about how to share it, who to share it and all that other, other that stuff. Well, too. here's the thing, man. We got to take I, I call it taking the magic. Take the magic out of it, man. Make it technical. Take the magic out. The magic, like, uh, like the, like it, it's take the the ethereal stuff. Blackness. It's like spacey, <laughs> or like club spacey. Ooh. I got my incense. I got my incense. Yeah, man. It's got to be. We got to. We have to technically break that shit down, bro. Uh, and People I think honestly, from the black that's... community. And from an act, as I laugh because I keep saying academic when I talk about breaking stuff down like that. Um, but I feel like we can, and there's it's just as deep as a lot of these academic types of uh, you know, uh, the, the dances that are taught in school and they have a curriculum and they break it down. Da, 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 da. Like it doesn't mean that we need to break down break dancing, you know, or we need to have break dancing in colleges and, and teach exactly like that. But methodology of how they break everything down, we have just as deep as, as much stuff to do. We have a structure. We have, you know, like you said, processes and stuff like that. And by doing it in a way that is that that adds value so that then you as a black person that's in this dance are now more valuable than the random guy that learned it from another old black person. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and man, acad- academia could get go can go into the same thing that we're dealing with now. I just want to be famous. There's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of academics that are on that bullshit. Just like there's a lot of yeah. politics that are, politicians that are on that bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's all in how you word it, bro. And it, I, I just don't. I feel very empathetic to 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 the students because I was I was I was in their shoes, yeah. and I never forgot how it felt to be in their shoes. To be like, okay, everybody's doing this thing, and I don't understand it, and yeah. I and I I never learned things fast, and I think because, they, uh, that's a thing that a lot of people appreciate uh, on your style of teaching, which I've mimicked for certain aspects, and some of our other friends have too, but. Being able to break, like you said, break things down to people that might not got it and grew, and also to always constantly remember how you had, had to do that as well. Because like it took a long time for me to understand basics of house. And like when I say long time, I'm saying multiple years. And even when I thought I got it, I would learn something new and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, I got I gotta pl- I can still hear you, but yeah, I gotta yeah. get my uh, I gotta plug yeah, my but, computer in. Um, but having that understanding of just really um putting yourself in the student's shoes and also remembering like, you know, back then it took me X long, X amount of time for me to learn this, but you know, how could I do it um, quicker when I'm teaching it to somebody else? Yeah, man, exactly. How do you cut down that time? How yeah. do you cut down that, uh, that, uh, and how do you get straight to the shit? Because a lot of these, um, A lot of the. And just for the record, he was pouring himself a glass of water, not going to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Audio. But yeah, like I think your approach to that of like really breaking it down and helped me teach other people because then I would always kind of uh, keep my keep that in mind of like when I first started, what was the thing that I was trying to get that was tripping me up? And so if it took me, you know, 
a large chunk of time to learn that I should be able to teach someone else in half that time or even a quarter of that time and still yeah. retain it, retain that information. Well, I, cause I was, cause as a teacher, I noticed that a lot of people that were picking up stuff fast were just copying. Yeah. They weren't, it wasn't in them. They could just mimic and copy. But when you go to, you know, they didn't understand what the heck they were doing. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it wasn't staying in the body. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, man. And it's crazy, man, because uh, I've learned how to art. Like I, what, in me starting the freestyle class, it really, really helped me understand what's uh what what's needed because even uh, you know it, the thing because the thing was i you know i made it a habit to at, in the freestyle class i have to talk to know what what's working and what's what's not working yeah to you know and then one girl and it, you know the crazy thing it's the dancers that have the most potential and the most stuff that are the most lost Mm. because they have so much they don't know what to do with it and i mentioned process and one of the students emailed me like i don't even know what the hell my process is (laughs) so i had to i I literally i literally made them write a questionnaire oh nice i think it's like six it was like six questions right like what's your this i don't want to say it because i have to Make motherfuckers sign an NDA because I'm. <laughs> I don't want to put the questions out there. So, but I made everybody ask this question, ask these set of questions about their dance, right? And then I said, okay, now show us this. All the questions I wrote, show it to us. And then they showed us, right? I was like, that's your process. Now, to really see your process, take the piece of paper, pass it to the person to your right. Now, have them do your process. Now, mm. now you're seeing your process on somebody else. Did they did it right? You're going to find something that they, they're, they're, that they could be stronger at because you're seeing it now outside of your body. Yeah. Nah, they should be doing this. I don't do this. I do that. Uh, she's doing this, but I do this, this person. Now, now you're getting to understand your process because you're seeing it. Yeah. Because you, you know, you, because because you're you're physically seeing someone do it, yeah. And I don't care. And I, I don't care. That's awesome, actually. And I don't care how what level you're at as a dancer. You know what your process is, but it, that's the thing where it was saying that most freestyle dancers we come in, we come in process out the out the gate. So once they understand, they got a good sense of like, oh. Now I know what my process is because mm. I, I've stated it. Now I'm assigning it to someone else, which what choreographers do, which dance teachers do. This is what, this is what I, I go, anybody can teach a freaking dance class. Yeah. 100%. It, you know, is it good or, is it good or bad? But that's, anybody that's can do it. The, they, <laughs> that's the part. Yeah, because it, <laughs> because it comes down to their process. But, but yeah, man. So that was, that was eye opening for me and the students, because I'm constantly as a teacher, I have to go back in my toolkit and go, how do, how do I explain process? They're going, I don't know what a process, I don't know what my process is. This is what I mean by, you know, dancers who come from just taking class and choreo. They just, there's like this sense of like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, yeah. So I have to 
make it a game or make it a thing to to give them the same environment that that was in and i can't just say club because okay yeah, so for far example already too yeah but there's so many there's culturally okay so i'm not going to name names cuz it's funny i don't want to put people on the spot but there were dances <laughs> that were like you know, I I won't be this kind of dancer until I'm until my 30s or 40s, and I was like, <laughs> like, bro, there were dancers on that level when I was when I was 14. We were looking at the 16 year olds, like, oh, and the 16 year olds were looking at the 17 year olds, like, ah, oh. at that in that John. So it's like age. It's not age. It's process. Yeah. It's that, that mental too. The mental of how you're, you're going to get to your arrive to your process, I should say. It's not. It's not even the mental as, as opposed to. Okay, like there's we we. Okay, how do you explain all the great dancers who have no life skills? <laughs> you know what I mean. It's 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 that. You know what I mean. It's that. It's the artistic your artistic artistic process, not life process. Yeah, that yeah, artistic yeah. process, man. It you, if you 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 have to get them on it and keep them on it, and it'll open up things. Another dancer was like, "Oh, this my I, all the house dance events have to happen at night." It's like, why? Because <laughs> that's I was like, you were twenty, you were in your mid twenties coming to clubs in New York City. The culture did not erupt just in clubs. We were kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? At friends' houses, at parties, yep. in school, it was Parks. this was exactly <laughs> this shit was twenty four hours. It was just not at night. <laughs> you got exposed to it at night because you're culturally you came in your twenties, uh, but the, but the the impetus of a lot of this shit was twenty four hours. Kids, that's pretty funny. No, that's that's funny because I you I forget sometimes of that of how people come into dance and how and then how that's the that forms the basis of what they think it's supposed to be. Like you said, same thing with b-boying. Like a lot of b-boys, they only went to a, a garage or a dance studio to practice, and then from there they went to the battles, and the battles are in gyms, and that was the extent of their b-boying process. They didn't go to, they weren't dancing at their dance or you know their with a school dance. They weren't in a club or anything like that. It was literally just practice at home, practice with their friends go to the battle and then go home. And that's pretty much the, the, the cycle of that. Not realizing that there's yeah. other aspects of to, to be one, like be going in the club and be going at, at the battles different, different vibes, Bro, different intentions. All you that. better have fucking lungs. I look at a lot of these dancers now. I'm like, that's how many rounds you got, bro. They, I miss, you know what I miss? That's why I got, I literally got to start jogging. Cause I miss that throat burn. Mm. When you battle somebody and you're like, ah, ah, your throat, you're just like, ah, ah, I miss dancing like that. I miss that that heat, that hot throat. Yeah, pause. That's, a, <laughs> that's the that's the good hitting twenty rounds in a circle, back and going back and forth, going back and forth, going back and forth. I think, and I think you're right though. Long that, that rounds. Yeah, I think you're you're right. I forgot again. I didn't forget, but I also, like you say, it's funny we go back to it. They have empathy for the newer kids because you're right. They don't have that. You know, they might not ever have the, the club experience. I mean, it might sometime after all this is craziness is going down. But the even the club experience that I experienced in New York City 
but circa 2005 to 2008 was completely different than 2000 to 2005, completely different than 1990 to freaking 2000. And so each one of those situations uh, changed how how the dance was for good or bad, doesn't matter, but it still differently changed it. And so luckily for me, I got to experience battles in a club setting, which was freaking awesome because that's something I hadn't seen before because before it was mostly in gyms and that kind of thing. And then, but that informed how my dancing was. And then also dancing again, like you said, at, in a, in a studio space and then also either taking class or being in an open session, as opposed to just going to the club. You know, I like my whiskey. I like being in a club with my whiskey and uh, I don't want, I don't want to spill my whiskey. So if that's the case, I'd rather be dancing pretty levelly and smooth because if I spill my whiskey, I got to pay another freaking 10 bucks for this. So that informed my dancing as well. <laughs> and dude, this is what I'm, this is what I was trying to, uh, explain to people about uh uh about real estate because there's club real estate mm. because we're spending twenty dollars to come into the club in the 90s this is a 20 spot in 93 94 95 20 that's like probably like 30 bucks now <laughs> bro you're paying 20 dollars to get in the club and somebody jumps in the circle with bullshit <laughs> or or somebody's you know it's like you waste my time. <laughs> if you not only had to have your process under your belt so that it's like oh if you're in my circle i want you in my circle because you're educating me i want you in the circle because you're inspiring me if you got nothing to add to this circle i want you out of here i don't even want you standing here you know what I mean? So that that sense of real estate in the club made you go, and then it made you get better. It put heat under your ass to get better, because you, you because it was just your process had to be tight because people were yeah. looking looking at you, and yep. you and then you don't want to get I don't want to get embarrassed like that. I want to be respected. So you now it's I think there's too much. Uh, there has to be that helicopter friendship shit. <laughs> There's limits to it, man. There's limits. There is, there is. I think I like uh, now that I'm not living in New York, I live in Southern California now. And so when I go back up to the Bay, well, I'm originally from the Bay, um, and I love the love the homies out there. It's always good to go out. But now when I do go out and I see some of the circles, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm going to go see, I'm just going to dance with my girl. Just enjoy myself. <laughs> Because as you were saying, there's a lot of people holding real estate in that circle that shouldn't be doing it. And they'll go and they have no circle etiquette either. So they're going for longer times. They're going for bigger times. They're knocking into people. And it's not an enjoyable experience. So I just like it's just and and then I was laughing because you'll see really, really dope dancers and they don't go in a circle. They're off in the corner just doing their own thing because it's just too many people that don't understand the real estate of what they're about and understanding understanding that in a cypher you want to be around people that are super dope because that vibes off of you and gets them better but if there's no one if if you're gonna if you're thinking of it in that realm you'll get kind of bored because i'm like okay i'm just watching a really person that might not is not getting is not there yet and that might not be for you so you should go somewhere else it and it 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 boils down to uh most of the and it's not their fault it's not their fault it's not their fault (laughs) It's not their fault. Um, They, a lot of the kids think that the circle is only one thing. And, and I mean, because it, it, it doesn't have to be anything else other than showcase. 
Yeah. Showcase. Yep. Show everybody all my moves. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. um, but the circle, at least most of the primary circles that it's so funny because I'm looking out the window and I get to see all the kids that make the noise. I get to see what they look like. <laughs> and they look they look surprisingly just like they're supposed to look like one kid is like a little chubby kid he's the loud one and the one kid with the little sister who's always screaming she's like covered head to toe with jackets and stuff she can barely so now i know why she screams because she's just like a little penguin <laughs> but i get to see what they look like now is, which is hilarious but um damn I, okay but uh yeah i guess it's just funny kids are funny kids are funny little things man they are just funny you talk about a, a reality tv show of of of, of craziness yep straight up, straight up entertainment why why'd you do that i did it they don't make eye contact they look like you ever see when somebody a prisoner comes out of like solitary <laughs> and they, they're talking to him and the prisoner's like i just don't uh why'd you kill that man i just i didn't Why'd you take that cookie? The little kid's like, I don't know. Because I wanted it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh most, different type most come back people, to different types of ciphers. Different types of ciphers. Yeah. Most people just think showcase. That's it. Not their fault. Because it it's like the us the club being our platform to show our art, right? or to express our art. You have your one circle that's, that's pure expression. Yeah. My life sucks <laughs> and I'm coming here and I'm fucking dancing. Yep. I hate my job. I hate my parents. I hate my life. But when the music's on and I'm moving, those yep. endorphins start dropping. I feel fucking fantastic. Yep. But this sliver of moment of time, I'm enjoying my life. Yep. Then, so we take it up a notch. My friend is here. So now we're sharing with each other. You know what I mean? And Dance it could be my girlfriend or my guy friend, but now it becomes social because now we're going with each other. Yay, yep. we're dancing with each other. <laughs> now, now that dance could then escalate because now, now it gets, now it the next one is we're exchanging. So now it's, hey, I did this with the step. Oh, okay. I'm doing this with the step. Oh, okay. I'm doing this with the step. So now we're exchanging. Now, based on our history or level of dance, that exchange is going to look different. Yeah, hundred percent. If we've been dancing, yep. I, if I've been dancing only two years and my friend's been dancing only two years, our exchange is going to look different. If I've been dancing five years and my friend has been dancing ten years, exchange is going to look different. So for some people, it's like, oh, they're showcasing. No, they're not. They're just exchanging. So a lot of exchanging circles to, to an inexperienced dancer or somebody who's inexperienced in freestyling, they don't, they can't tell the once you start once. So see those, we just went through two levels of circles. Yeah. Once we get to exchange, that's when shit starts getting blurry for folks. That's when they start going, he just did a flip into it. And this person did, yeah, because they can both do <laughs> fucking flips. <laughs> or they or they both they're not looking at them as flips, they're looking at it as blah blah blah. So it becomes uh musical play 
into a dynamic, into arm play. Mm. Right? Yep. 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 Music. So, you know, I'm playing with music with my feet. You play with music with your arms, but we both know this. You did a flip. I did a backspin. We both were answering with the dynamic. And then we did stuff with our arms. Yeah. To somebody, but we're exchanging information and inspiring each other. And I think this is the aspect of, uh, and this is the aspect of the part of dance that is foreign to a lot of people. And so, like you said, in that, in the aspect of you teaching freestyle and explaining that, that's what helps people start to start to see, oh, okay, this is different than what I thought before. And then, then we even go a, a step further, which is like battling and all that, but still just the concept of exchanging, is it really known to your average person that like I'm doing a dance on TikTok or something, that aspect of it. And so, yeah. and again, I always go back to the TikTok thing. I actually like the, um, the creative expression that's been happening on TikTok, in terms of especially a lot of the black kids, they're coming up with some really amazing stuff, and then all white people sell it. But uh, I think <laughs> these younger dancers learning about understanding about the exchange aspect of dance and learning that that you know you're what that means because I think that part is different too. Because you said if you're in a cipher with someone and they don't really get the exchange part, you're right. They're just showcasing, just hopping in. One guy went in, I go in. He goes in, I'm going to go in. I. Right. But if they start to understand that, yo, sometimes it's not necessarily about a battle. It actually is about, yo, I've learned some new things. Let me show you that kind of stuff. Oh, we're going to do nothing but locking for the next like five minutes. All right, let's figure, let's, let's see, let's see how much better you got. Let's see if you improved or learned some new things. And I think that aspect of exchange should and could be explained more to the novice or middle dancer that's starting to get a little bit better and start to see more things. Yeah. But the thing is this, it's not just showing them. A lot of it is they got to fucking find it. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's there's, a, there's sometimes a sense of, they just yeah. walk in like, yeah. And motherfuckers look at them like, dude, I'm about to punch you in your fucking mouth. <laughs> that's like somebody interrupting a conversation without knowing yep. what's going on. Yep. We're sitting yep. here talking that. about like pine, pineapple, you know, man, when, you know, when they glaze the ham, I like to slice the pineapple and put it on there. And then somebody comes up in there like, yo, that new fucking Gucci man track. <laughs> you talking about yep. hams. Yep. So, so it, uh, it can't, it's, it's, uh, it's both ways. Yeah. It's both ways. Because if you think about it, man, uh, when we talk about the kids, it's the kids that aren't in the culture because it is, we know like flexing uh, all the new dances that are coming out of the, the from the black community, flexing, like light feet, footworking, and all the different aspects of those things. What's the stuff coming out of Cali? Um, shoot, the newest one I can't remember now. I'm even bad. No, but but all of that stuff, man. They all know that the, their school of thought is built off the community. Yeah. So it is all about exchange. It's yeah. all about exchange. There, it, You can't just showcase. That's two different, you know, there are two different things because you don't, there is no nourishment from showcase. Showcase yeah. is, is I am better than you. It's yeah. not, not, no, the showcase is this, these are the goods. The next is I'm better than you. But if there is no exchange, we we can't we we don't get to bang it to see if it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think that because, and it's going to be weird because again, that type of 
feeling and exchange happens a lot in the black community in terms of that aspect of art. And so trying to translate that in a way that the non-black community can kind of get, it's been a struggle, I think, where certain it's starting to get better, I say within the last X amount of years, but it is a struggle to kind of uh, convey that that sense to the larger um, non-black community that is in dance. Because I think, honestly, if they understood that part of it more, I think there, there would be a lot less um, uh, crosstalk and miscommunication and type of stuff where, you yeah. know, Exactly. Like going back to what we said earlier on earlier on about empathy, because yeah. you're starting to empathize with the person that you're exchanging with because they're, you know, they like they're, they're showing a part of their art and they're you're starting to listen. And it goes back to, again, like we said earlier, listening. So you got this empathy aspect, you get the listening aspect of it and all that kind of comes through with the exchange. And then that in, enhances you as a dancer and as a person, too, if you do it, if you do it right. Yeah. And the one thing is. The bravery of children. Well, the the older it's like, and it can't like the older you are when you begin freestyling, it can be done. It's just a little harder because you start to think too damn much. Yeah. Whereas kids, they're you know, <laughs> what all that this 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 and play with it. Let's go. They yeah. don't question it, man. They go for it. Yeah. Like uh, this is why I was saying that most of the. These are kid dances yeah. that evolved. So, and you know, people would like, you know, that's why when certain people talk about like, you know, I had to get certain at this certain age to get dope. I'm like, look at them, like you're fucking tripping. <laughs> because and, and they're people because I can remember being 14, 15, and the kids that were like 16 or were freaking crazy were dope. And it was almost to the point where it was like the older they got, the kind of whacker they got. <laughs> not, you know, well, not yeah, whacker they, they get, got in the sense of they didn't, they didn't responsibility. Play. Responsibilities, the motivations are different. You know, it's like yeah, you know, there's a, your, your, your art is different when you're broke and hungry, and then when you're fat there and fed. Is. So there it you, is. You know, it just just it's just different. It's not a bad thing. Like the some of our dancers that we know that are more sustainable now. They've been in a couple movies. They gotten bigger and bigger. Their dance hasn't gotten better, but that's because their focus and their attention is other other things. And then honestly, maybe it's just more refined now. Maybe they don't want to get quote unquote better. Maybe they're just like, yo, I like where I'm at. Now let me just refine it to where to to go along with my, my life status. Now, like you said, when you're broken, when you're broken hungry, then (laughs) well, it's it's not just broken hungry. It's it's it it's it, it, accept, accept, uh, acceptance 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 into the the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That like no like I don't get respect in the scene. Nobody yeah. knows who I am. Rich or poor, when you want that acceptance yeah. to be a part of that scene, bro, you go. You don't sleep. You rack your brain trying to get. The moves and get the things so people yeah. just wreck it just when people give you one of these it was happening man you're like oh my god yep as i was you telling I mean? so, as i told people in um when i was younger or nowadays they're like you know i never won a competition i probably got semis at most maybe finals or whatever but one of the best things for me was when i got the the old black man nod i was like oh. <laughs> this is what i'm saying <laughs> A lot yes. of these answers i got the are, black man nod just the just the oh okay oh i see I see you. I see you've been yeah. working hard and I see you're getting it like that right there. That's worth 20 years of dancing. <laughs> and yeah. I, and I say black yeah. man, because you're a black woman, you know, rest in peace, Marge, 
But like a lot of it, it could be anyone, but just seeing an, an elder person watch you dance and, and then giving you the nod of like, OK, I see where you're, I see where you're going. I see like not not co-signing that you're dope or not. I'm just like, OK, I see it. I see you're, and, you're on and you know path. what the a thing that a lot of these dancers don't understand also is if an older dancer wants to dance with you. That's another that's another nod too. they want to get some of what you got. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, what you got going? And then want to get some. Yep. That's another nod, as opposed to being, and then if you don't know what to do back, bro, it's funny, man, because I get because because I'm I talk a lot or I'm I, you know, I talk with folks. I get a lot of I get I get all I get the weight of all the dance teachers. The fuck are you teaching them? Like, he doesn't go, this person doesn't even go to my class. This person doesn't go to my class. Why are you yelling? What you got you be teaching? You're teaching these kids because they can see these class steps from a mile away. Oh, yeah, totally. They pay for a lot of people that pay for the eight. (laughs) Yeah, they play for that eight, but they don't know how to open it up. And it looks it's it is frighteningly horrible to a lot of the older dancers. They say Mm -hmm. it all every time Mm -hmm. they go, oh, God, all these students, they can see. And I call it I I put it to words now because before I would go. You know, you know, I, I think because of the freestyle class and because of my crew, you know, I, I, I can, I, I call the bad thing whenever I see a bad house dancer, I call them gummy bears because <laughs> they're stuck in that like it's gooey, but it keeps it just goes back to this like <laughs> uh, it goes back to the exact same so, space. <laughs> You can stretch that little fucker, but it's squishy. But it's just like here. So, well, and also, so my whole thing is before you say that is like, um, Mm -hmm. you were one of the ones that told me that you could tell within four to five movements if a person had got it or wasn't getting it, or when I say get it, it wasn't getting it. Within four to five movements, you can kind of see where that dancer is. And then in terms of like not judging if they're whack or they're good, but you can kind of get a gist of that first. Those first couple of movements give you a gist of the sense of the dancer, because that beginning of it, it kind of you can sense out their vibe, whether they're whack or good or so much you want to pay attention to, I should say more that way. Dude, it's so funny because uh, in class uh, I did this. We did a thing in freestyle class because uh, now I go on tangents. Before, the freestyle class was very like, let's do this, let's do this. But they, they got so good that we, now it's like I do a month. I go like for a month, we're building process. So it's like, okay, nice. punctuation, how to phrase. Da-da. So we got to, I think, I think I, the 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 we've capped off the process thing, and uh, again, oh, I don't want to put it out there, but we we I tapped onto this exercise that we did, and I, like I keep saying that the the freestyle in the freestyle class, we're trying to tap the master signal, mm. and it's like meaning that the thought process of masters. Because how do we how do we call? Because there's 
uh, I, I always like to use Keenan as an example. Before Keenan was 20, he was a young master in Lightfeet. But through Lightfeet, he started to touch on the same aspects that are that define a good b-boy, the same aspects to define a good house dancer. So it's like these kids. And the thing is, like, again, everybody goes, you have to get older. You have to get older. I was like, nah, that master I would see in kids when we were in our teens. Yeah. The kids that were dope did things like this. Yeah. And when you do things like this, no matter what era, no matter what dance, you know, you are good when you tap this, when you hit these things. So I was, uh, I do all these games and stuff to kind of cheat the dancers into their master signal. And we did an exercise and they did it. And it was like, bink, everybody hit it on the spot. They instantly were creating and being, uh, creating from, from their own, uh, style. Every dancer has a style. They just don't know. You just got to, they just have to be put into a position. But when they start creating from that style and they get into the, and they, they get into their process, they start, we use, use the style to get, use their and style, meaning their choices, mm-hmm. use their creative choices to create their approach to the art form. And no, that's and uh, that, that sounds like some uh, academic shit there, sir. And <laughs> and it's all done, and it's done through restriction. Like it, the mm. only way I can get the only way we can get to it is through restriction because that's how a lot of the forms are created. A pot de beret is a pot de beret, but what makes a pot de beret a pot de beret and breaking is oh you can't do this 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 because if you do this, this you look like a ballet dancer. Yeah. Okay. I'm or a I, did, now. I, I was the same with the, I was like, when I started to understand a better understanding of lofting and why they danced the way they did was because when they were in the clubs, they're in small time spaces. So then a lot of times they couldn't wow out and be these, they would all make all their movements within a certain confined space. And I was kind of like, Oh wow, that small restriction uh, affected a part of the dance just because in, when they were doing this type of dance, they had to be in a control, you know, control their space. Um, and that was something that was interesting to me because then I was like, oh, wow, you're right. Some of these moves you could do in a wide space, but other ones you have to be in a nice controlled little area because there's people around you. You don't want to hit nobody. <laughs> so why a lot of your house steps are under your shoulders. Mm. Mm. Or most of your house steps don't go outside of your shoulders very much. You know what I mean? Because once you start going, you start leaving your shoulders, you were kicking somebody. <laughs> so your shoulders are giving you your space but see that's that, again, of- that's that part that's that aspect of it of of explanation to that informs that can help that will help dancers understand a little bit better exactly. you know because i think they're like you said before the context of like if i'm a dancer and i'm only learning dancing this particular dance in a studio setting where i have access to big space and i have a big mirror and so my dance is going to look different from if i was actually in the club or in a smaller confined space whether even it's a house party you know something like that yeah and the mirror becomes this thing man like i can tell a lot of some dancers too but Bro, they will they they don't look at the mirror as a tool. They look at the mirror as life. <laughs> <laughs> it's a validation. They 
soon as that, it's like this. Watch. It's like the screen is the, it's like. <laughs> and they're on this mirror, like. They, they barely blink. And I'm like, bro. And when that happens, the neck tightens. The yeah. neck constricts. Yeah, they don't. So it, then, it, then it becomes this hindrance. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. And it's like, I feel bad for him because, you know, and I, I literally have to yell, get out of the mirror, 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 get out of the, it's not, it's a tool. It's not here to, it's not helping you right now. Yeah. Mm, mm, if you want to mm, freestyle, mm. if you want to get into, if you want to get into the land of freestyle, you got to recognize that mirror is a tool. That motherfucker is not there to help you <laughs> yet. Yeah. You use that thing to refine, but it's even uh, messy. Some dance is some dancers are too clean. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. It's so like, and I think that's that again, just goes back to, we're talking about the blackness of it. Um, I was always, when I was teaching people that were uh, from ballet or from modern, they were too clean, too proper too. their, their lines were super like straight again. Awesome. But they didn't understand that the some parts of the dance are a messy dance. It's supposed to have slouching. It. It's supposed to be a little bit off or it's supposed to ha- not be as refined because that's part of the dance. So if you are too clean, you can kind of spot that person out. But then if you are, then, then, then you can kind of tell where they learn or how they learn or maybe what, what their base dance was. Well, it's, it's, it's not so much, uh, it's the it, the only bad thing about the too clean is you're subtracting possibility. Mm. You want to give yourself room for random possibilities. You, you know what I mean? That's yeah, that's a good point. Because so because everything is like showcased and has to be so clean, you can't exchange. Yeah, there's no exchange mm. because exchange exchange. We well, the one thing free to, the the one thing freestyle dancers live for or lived for, and is when people go, did you know what you just did? You did this, and you sitting there going, I don't know what the fuck I just did. <laughs> we're 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 scratching for that. We're 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 trying to fill our body with so much information that when it goes on autopilot. It's just going to land a perfect ten, based. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a but if we're too controlled, too much control will lend, will, like, it, it, that's going. That's the downside. That's the difference between Cipher B boys and those Red Bull BC One B boys. Mm. If you can exist in both realms, you're a killer. Yeah, because 100%. you're making spontaneous stuff. You're, you know what I mean. You're making. Yeah, you're yeah. able to clean up and recover, but but the good freestyle dancers, especially I, 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 I this term, I'll say this is a freebie. I'll put out there, freebie. This is the freebie. You're one hundred. Find your one hundred, meaning that. Uh, you know, if you're freestyling or you're or you're creative, you need that person because when you're by yourself, you know, when you're singing by yourself or you're dancing by yourself, you feel dope. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Because you are dope. Because you are dope. You know what I mean? Like, 
And it's because I I've, I've seen like where you you're looking at yourself, you've taped yourself and you're doing this thing perfectly. Soon as you get around, soon as you get outside that personal comfort bubble, your 100 gets diminished. Yeah. Little, little, little. So then then you get to around the people you're kind of comfortable with, but it's still going down. Now, when you get to the point of showcasing or being in the club or something like that, now your your 100 got dwindled to this. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that friend, that community of friends that holds you accountable enough so that like they've seen your 100 and they're going, no, 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 try this. No, no. So then every time you kind of dwindle, they, they help you stay in your thing. And it's not so much going, you should, you should. It's yeah. they, you could see it in their face. And then also that adds, when you, that adds to that community aspect that you were talking about as well. Yeah. It takes a, it takes a village because like you can get, you could be dope as the B-boy on the mountain all by himself, do it every single move. But unless you have that one person that's kind of like, Hey man, that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. Or you can that see helps. it in their face. You can see yep. when you see them smile, like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I'm, okay. I'm doing I'm some, something good. Yep. So, and that's the, that was the aspect. true nature of a crew. Yeah. That community the, the aspect. Crew's, that, like, yeah. Like crews back in the day, there were always one or two dudes that didn't dance. They were just there. But they their function was they were your 100. They knew what you were capable of and you were comfortable around them. You could battle strangers or whatever because you had your 100 there. Yeah. That knew what you were capable knew and they knew. So when you're building from that as opposed to being solo and, and having to come, because you might have to come to your... You don't want to have to come to your enemies for validation. It's good to kind of smash your enemy, have them being like, Jesus Christ. But <laughs> to, build, to build your style, to build your shit, you need your 100. You need those people that you could throw out dog shit and they could be like, this is good, this is bad, this is good, this is bad. As opposed to always throwing out everything away. Yeah. You need that 100. <laughs> you need that person that knows your shit, that, that you... That you could throw bad rounds with. I, I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about like how this guy was like, yeah, we just we just play. A lot of the rounds are playing. We're throwing a, like 100 hours of just playful, not hard uh, wrestle, like uh, they would wrestle in submission. Yeah, a lot of it was yeah. just play. And that's and, you know, that's what informed me like, oh, that's what we're doing in the club. Mm. So that's why by the time it was time to really get at somebody We've we've done a hundred hours of just soft, not yep. of playful rounds, trying to figure out my stuff. So by the time you you come to me, trying to be super clean, trying to be so everything has to be so that if it doesn't fall where it's supposed to fall, it collapse. You're like, oh, I didn't do it just right. Whereas this person, who's been doing playful stuff, had learned how to roll out, learn how to recover in rounds. Is going to shit on your world <laughs> because they'll fall out with a head spin, but they know how to recover from it, and then. You know what I mean? Well, cause they, yeah, because they put all those reps in already. So then it's like, this is just another day. It's not just like, oh, my God, this is the pinnacle of the thing I'm doing to this week. It's like, no, I've been exactly. doing this like literally all the time. Um, exactly. So to wrap, not even to wrap, but just to kind of put all of it together, like we were talking about empathy. We were talking about community. We we're talking about having in the community aspect of it, like you said, the 100, which you need to trademark and make sure you have a, a little vocabulary list. <laughs> um, but also, I think 
that comes full circle with what we're trying to what we're talking about before because this was kind of like a far-reaching dance conversation but it still had the aspect of blackness in it and i think the the part of dance that has been kind of pulled out is a lot of these nuanced aspects that you were talking about whether it is empathy whether it is that community aspect of it um if you're going to tell a younger dancer one thing at this end what would you tell them <laughs> Like a, a new young dancer, I would. Yep. Uh, I no, I just, I just ask, what do you want? Mm. There's a lot of possibilities, man. You just gotta, bro. All the aspects of this shit is hard. Yep. So you better key in on what you want so that you don't bust your ass. Hey, I, I don't even have a problem with dancers saying they just want to be famous. Like, Yo, at just least you're establish, know what you want, and then I can help you get it. Yeah. But don't lie. Because a lot of mm. some dancers will kind of tell you what you think, what they think you want to hear. Yeah. And I'm like a lot of dancers, I'm like, yo, you want to be famous? You want to be this? You want to be that? Because a lot of dancers, they, they say they 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 let who who's asking the question color. Oh, they want yeah. me to hear that. I want to be true to the scene and I want to battle. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> I just want to look good so girls like me. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then we can, then we, then we could just, this, then the list is. Yep. Okay. I yep. want to win battles. Okay. I want to, you know, it's just, it's we got yeah, to establish. That, that intention and that purpose is like super key. Cause then they'll also, you know, yeah, you're going to be putting, a, if, if you're getting the dance, you're going to be putting a lot of time. If you're yeah. just doing it, like, okay, that's cool. But if you, you're like, yo, I do this because this is especially with my job. Cool. And there's there's a lane for you. You know, if this is yep. there's, there's different lanes. I think keeping that top of mind will help dancing wise where you want to roll with. And I think sometimes that helps you not judge people as harshly or have a little bit more exactly. That's that. Exactly. Not everybody. Not everybody's trying to be a killer, but not everybody's just out here just playing and just rolling around for their feelings. Like there's everyone yeah, can have man. different intentions. You know, and you know. Even I've seen great dancers, fucking great dancers rack their brains because they're not going far in battles. But I'm like, you, you're, you have a style. Like a lot of dancers, I feel like their style isn't ready for battles yet because they, they, it's a style. They, they got, they got lucky and ran across. That's the hardest shit to get is a style. They got a style. But their fundamentals aren't tight, mm-hmm. and but they want to go into the battle. But it's like, bro, totally a different. lot of a lot of these judges, the, your style is beyond their comprehension. The only thing that the only set of grounding rules that they got is those class steps, and you're coming above their pay grade. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have to tell a lot of you, you're not winning battles because, bro, your style. A lot of dancers, like, they see style and it's like, I don't know what that is. Uh, He's doing that weird shit. It's like, so, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like the dialogue has to change. You want to win battles. You want a dynamic style. You want to, you know what I mean? It's the dialogue changes for me as a teacher. Winning battles battles is easy. It's a numbers game. But guess what? You might not like your dance. Mm. See, you might not like your dance, and that goes back, like you said, the intention. Because you know, yeah. if your intention is to really stress relief of whatever your life is, uh, 
entering a battle is going to be is going to go completely different intention. So you might not like the type of dance that you have to do to win said battle to give you that validation that you want. So at the end of the day, having that intention and having that purpose is actually super super key. Dig it, and um, you align your. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, let's go. Cool. I was going to say. Um, oh. <laughs> I was like, no, we could talk for five hours. Um, now I was going to say is I know that you are creating a class curriculum that you're getting off the ground. Um, is that ready to talk about yet? Or is that like, it's going to be? Yes. I mean, it's, it's coming. You know what it is? This is what's been messing me up. The one was, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I I found out that some classes have NDAs that they were making people sign. And I was like, Oh God, thank you. Because the thing is, because I'm saying things that are so specific to my teaching that I, you know, I didn't, and then also, uh, because I'm doing the freestyle class, they are teaching me how to teach. True. So, so for every time that I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'll do something in the freestyle class and it'll throw me into like, you know, they, they are, they're like my test, test subjects in the sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's good. And, That's really and, good. But, but they're teaching me how to to how to get this information into the average Joe Schmo that was like, yo, I want to learn. Yeah. I want to learn how to freestyle. I like, I've been taking all this class. I want to learn how to freestyle. And, but I think this Friday was it because we, we had like, it was like a a powwow. It was like somebody, somebody jumped in the circle and like lightning bolts started shooting out their butt. And they're like, I've never, Shot lightning bolts out of my head. <laughs> Foolish. And it was insane. And we need to talk about what just happened. We had one of those moments where it was like everybody, just everybody's rounds. So, and it's funny because I, and then I have to write it. Yeah. You're writing it all down. Then I have, to I, mean, out, I have to figure out how to write it. It's like I said, man, it, I think you're at a good place now where you have very specific ways of looking at things that it's time to, you know, write it down, organize it out, you know, whether it's a class, whether it's a book, whether it's a presentation, but like there's, there's aspects now that the way you're thinking about certain aspects of the dance and how people can get to certain areas is now uh, different and very specific from other people's. And I think that now is that time where you can finally be like, okay, this is how my approach to it goes. Doesn't mean that it's the only approach, but this is like a specific one. And I think you're in a good space now where you, especially over this last year of COVID and all that, you've really started to hone it down. So I'm very excited yeah. to see how that comes out. Cause I think that's when you'll get, you know, reach it out to the people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm a lot of these podcasts, uh, impact theory, I, I never, I, his, he would always come up in my feet. I wouldn't, uh, but uh, you know how you let stuff run and then yeah. it'll just come on. And the one thing he said that was like, okay, I get it. Because, you know, a lot of the ideas, especially mine, I'm always, ideas are like easy for me, but Ex- execution, execution is is key execution is key but he said one thing he's like if you have something that brings people worth that's that's the thing Mm. so i was like okay so and in watching the dancers at my freestyle class like they got we worked on this they got better 
like they got better and they were like shaking up about it. Like <laughs> I didn't expect for that to happen. Yeah. So, you know, and then, you know, when <laughs> like, it, it's almost like my, uh, my, 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 my students, my little ones, I know I taught a good class when they want to come up and say goodbye. <laughs> I got, I got this one little girl, this little girl named, we call her, her B girl name is killer. <laughs> nice. Cause she's just, she's insane. And if killer comes up to me and goes, she taps me and I go, what do you want? She goes, bye. And then leaves. Yeah. I go, okay. We had a good class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same thing, man. Same thing last, like everybody was just like, Crick, man, bye. And hugging, I was just like, yeah, that was a good class. So uh, I'm, I'm ultimate, ultimate form of respect. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, the, I'm either, it's either going to be called crickets, uh, crickets concept kinetics or, or crickets house, house dance and concepts, but it'll be one of those two names, but that's what it's going to be under. And then, Got to get my marketing yeah, man. on and then yeah, man. get that out to the folks. Yeah, because I think I, mean, I, I think it will help the community. I help. I think it will help the people, but I think also you you've been putting in a lot of the time and effort and the uh, the like I said, the good dividends is coming back and you start you see it. Yeah. So I think you putting it back out there and helping folks is like that. It's it's gonna be dope, man. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, and plus, man, I know what a lot of the dancers um how can i want to be able to dance with a lot of them i can't dance with them like mm. a lot of the dancers they want to dance with me they want to cipher with me i'm like you don't even know what's going on so it's like <laughs> the freestyle classes to get them to the level where like the freestyle class started because because i had the class and i had a session that was you know trickled down from um byron to me so all the dancers from my class would go yeah come to the session and they would pop in and come in and be like, and they walk right back out. Like whoop. they either walk out or just stand there like, <laughs> and it was one crystal crystal was, was diehard, man. I gotta, I gotta really credit Chi Chi crystal. We call her Chi Chi. She would, um, like, you know, how like, and this is, this is when you like, I, you feel like shit, I got to be on point because every time I say something, they do it. <laughs> so I got to be extra. You know what I'm saying? I got to be extra. Extra accountability. Yeah. Extra accountability. So she would go, I want to get better. I go, go to the session. She'd go to the session and she'd be standing there. Like, I don't know what to do. And I'd be like, <laughs> fuck, I told her to come here. <laughs> so then I would go to her and then I would go, you know, I would, you know, at the session, try to tell, okay, try this, try this. But I'm like, God damn, she like, and she would try it and it wouldn't work. I'm like, fuck, I look like an asshole. Like, cause she's like, every time you tell me, dude, I'm gonna do this shit. I'm like, fuck. So then I'm in the, I'm in my like shit. Like, so then as soon as I go, I get the opportunity to do another class. I start doing a freestyle class. She's like, I can't come cause I work. (laughs) I was like, shit. So, but, but this is even better. So then, uh, but there's other students I have who had been, so my whole thing is to get them to go. And at first it was, it wasn't even to really, it was kind of, it was, it was teetering on, get them into the, get them into the session. And another thing was 
at least have them understand what's going on. Because mm-hmm. if they understand, if they have an understanding what's going on, then if the class ends, because you know I had low numbers, man. I was like, even if the class ends, they at least know, oh, this is this is what's going on. This is what's, and they could get better themselves. Yeah. So it was it was half have them understand what's going on. The other half is to make them freestyle dancers. That's dope. And then, so uh, time goes on by the, so Chi Chi goes, Hey, I got Fridays off. So now she can make it by the time, but by the time she could make it, I had two dancers that graduated in a sense, meaning that they were like, okay, I know how to put, I know how to put Vince. One of my students, Vince, Vince was like, he, I I stopped seeing him. He would come to the session for a little while, and then he wouldn't even come to the session. He would, I just see him in the clubs now, <laughs> and he knew what to do. So he's like, I don't have to come to class. I know what to do with this stuff. I that's, know what to do with the. I got this material. I got my. Product. And that's and that's actually what you want. It's like you you want exactly. people to understand. And I think this is the part that people don't get when it comes to the teaching. It's like you want them not to take your class. <laughs> like yo, there be there for X amount of time. But like I, you should at a certain point you should be okay. I don't need you as much at this point. I need a certain different type of point. And I think that that aspect of teaching too is a little bit different than other folks because sometimes like. If, you're, if your if your intention is to helping people to get better, then you want them to get better and go other places. So that you're like, I'm giving you the tools so that now you can go somewhere else and understand what you're like starting to take in. And like you said, and graduate I, from the class, go into the session, go into the club. Like that's go that's to other people's thing. class. Yeah, because I I got that from breaking. I learned that from from teaching breaking. Teaching breaking is give people. It's about teaching people a process, teaching people a process, teaching people their process. So I try to always approach house dance in that same way that I, you know, approached breaking and not like, oh, they, you know, oh, they dance like B-boys. It's like, nah, dude, if like it's process, it's yeah. trying to get people to grab the process. B-boys stand like this. House dancers stand like this. What is the process? And oh, to, but to end it, Chi Chi starts coming and I'm watching. So Chi Chi can now make it on Fridays. And I'm watching. Yeah, because again, I, I she's a great student because she ever I say it, she tries it. So now, and watching her go from like it's so funny because I can't, I can barely remember what she looked like when when she couldn't get it. Because <laughs> she's got it so under her belt, you know what I mean. I can remember That's being good, like, "Oh, no, let's try this." But now I can't even remember what. Yep. I can't even remember it now. And again, yeah, that goes like, back to that goes back to the one, you know, on the student for learning, but then two, understanding the student really understanding what the teacher's trying to teach them and gets them to a yeah. good level where it's like, man, I forgot where you. I, you know, I. I remember when people would come up and like, yo, remember when you taught me to do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what was, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, I forgot that, that that's a whole dancer ago. You're like a whole different yeah. dancer and dance person. So, um, yeah, man. Nah, I'm man. so proud of her, man. She yeah, is dude. so dope now, man. She's that's, so dope. She has her own process. She has her own approach. Like I bite stuff off her now. Cause you know what I mean? Cause she does some shit. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, so, see, and that's, that's dope, dude. I think, the, the best takeaway, too, is like, you know, teaching with that intention to help your students be better is always uh, dope. Like, as you said, like you want them, you want to be able to dance with your students. And so with that mentality, you've, you've kind of 
changed and and uh, morphed and grown the way you teach and how you put things together so that they can get to a level that you would want to be on, which is dope because you said no one wants to be on the mountain by themselves. They want to be able to with friends and having friends. So I like that your approach is with that to kind of um, really instill in the teachers that you have to kind of your students that you have to kind of get them up to that level. So thanks, dude. That was freaking nice and enlightening, you know? Look at that. Two nerdy black people talking about dance. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, Crick, thanks for coming on. Um, thanks, really, really Ken. Fun. Thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, man. I'm going to put all the little you know, notes and links and stuff and descriptions and all that. And um, yeah, man, it was it was a good it's good, good showcasing of my fresh friend. My friends are fresh. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. And, you know, for all those, it's it's not that deep, man. Like, with, you know, respect. Okay, here's the thing, man. If you, like, just do the, a lot of people are getting into dance because they like it. And the beauty of a lot of the Black art forms is that it's it was the we had no freedom so the only freedom we had was creative freedom mm. so that's why the black america that's why I was like why, why what's the difference between a, because you know when people because dude listen people start talking about guests in the culture shit and i'm looking at black people in europe like you are a guest in the culture. This is black American <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And but then it's like, but then it's like, how? It's yeah. because black Americans were enslaved, and the only freedom we had was creative freedom to the point where it's we can't stop now. Yeah. Like every because we always flip shit. We're always flipping it because that's you know, it's like, you know. Oh, play music like this. So black people are like, shit, I can't be free anywhere else, but I can be free to play this shit like this. I can, <laughs> I'll be free to sing it like this. So it it became, it's like in our genetic makeup to always freshen it up, liven it up. Like, try it like this, try it like this, try it like this. Try. We always, dude, we change the language every four years. We change the language every four years. We bring new dances every four years. We the constantly flip shit every four years. We flip shit every four years, bro. Like and and unapologetically, unapologetically, we will flip shit on people. <laughs> so and you know, so it's like, yeah, man, just pay homage, man, just pay homage. And but it speaks, but it that same thing speaks to kids and people all and over the, the world because, yeah. yeah, but but just that. Because when when I I was working for the State Department, I, I will, I'll shut up in five minutes. I promise. I'll shut up. <laughs> Talking about dude, that's my intro the, right there. <laughs> yeah. When I worked for the State Department, you know, we were teaching street dance in other countries. When you go to certain cultures that are so rigid and so stiff, you know what I mean. That hip hop is new. Like in in a lifetime, it's, yeah, it's so like, new. Forty years and, and, and 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 the parameters are so loose. It's like, oh wait, I can become a star in this in 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 four years, five years, to the point where I see a lot of people trying to put their culture in the hip hop culture because they want to cap it off. Yeah, I see that too. I because it's that. like, but fuck that, man. This culture was created. You know what I mean? Like, was created to to. Yo, okay, word. Uh, I can't be in your music class? Yep. I'll make my own music. 
Yep. I can't. I, you won't let me be in your dance. I'll create my own dance. So that aspect of of hip hop, man, we gotta keep. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, give yeah. respect to where it came from, but then also at the same time, man, don't be held back. Yeah. There should be. It there should there is. And I don't care what nobody says, man. If we're gonna say that there's a Florida style of breaking, a New York style of break, New York style, a Cali style of breaking. A Texas style of breaking. We can say that. If we can say that about breaking, we can say that about house. We can say that about locking. We can say that. We can say about all these street dances, bro. Because that's where they were birthed for to give voice. Yeah. A lot of these and things how, were to and give then put voice. in and put put in their own little uh, spin on it too. Like you said, just spin on yeah. it, bro. The Filipino b boys had some flavor with them, man. Yep. The Same Korean b boys had some flavor with them, man. Yeah, you know I mean, if it wasn't, you know, if it, if 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 um. If we're not going to talk like that, then motherfuckers, y'all better start copywriting shit. Because if not, we put it into the public domain like that. You know what I mean? Build up. Ain't nobody beating, you know, with the with the Gracie's, with the oh, Capoeira. Yeah, we're yeah. talking Capoeira and stuff like that. How do you know? They put it on lock. Ain't nobody beating nobody in Capoeira unless you go in there and you, you know what I mean? They built their community and culture to, yeah. to be able to make Money gotta, to sustain their make, community. We gotta make this shit like Zumba. You gotta get certificates. This is what I'm saying, man. This is what I'm saying. This, you know, you dig it. So we uh, yeah. like that, like Capoeira, or you know, martial arts in uh in Asia. Certain aspects. It's like, and it's unsaid. They yeah. they've created the community to be as such. You're what? Oh, you want to learn Capoeira? You gotta learn the songs. You gotta learn Portuguese. Shit. <laughs> you want to learn this? Then, you know, and then and then people are certified and they make a belt system. They there's there's no real belt system. We need to make a belt system so that to, people know. Can... Yeah, because you can't be teaching if you ain't ready. So we made a belt Damn. system for them. Dude, so they did that for house, that would be hilarious. <laughs> nah, man, we need that for street dance in general. Cause then, not, then you can't. Then, then you know, and it, it doesn't have to be corny. And I'm not saying corny, but the, you have to have some kind of a like. If, okay, you want people to account? You want to hold people accountable? You want to keep? Then create these systems. Because if you don't, if you're selling it and saying there's no system, and then you get mad when people start to do stuff, take whatever you want. Not saying take it, Maddie. Do you, you know? But there's justifiable but, anger. But you're right. There's a, a lot of it is caused by some of the lack of action that we've done. And so yeah, as, man. As, a, as a culture, as a culture, like that, I think that's something that we got to get better on. And whether it is copywriting our own stuff or, you know, writing these books and we're like really documenting the processes of these, yeah, that man. helps with that. Cause that's the one thing I would say, especially for street dance. Like if you can't articulate what you're doing in your street dance to someone that does, it, it's not a street dancer then you might not know it as, as well as you think you do. And when you start to really know it, then it's that's when you can actually like you know we, if we don't codify it, someone else will do it for us. And then you, Bro, you know and the that thing goes. Is, <laughs> and the people then you and people who aren't in the culture will codify. It. I was on a fucking board with people asking questions about street dance. This person says, "How did street dance get into uh, Europe?" And this dude, or this white dude with a suit. Uh, well, it says here that I'm sitting there looking at him like I let him answer. And I was like, "Nah." This is how it happened. Because I'm ground zero, bro. This dude is always going to come from a book, from a book, from a book. There, yeah. We're dying quick, man. So motherfuckers better wake up. Because wow. if we we write these books, write it out so that an outsider is not telling our story. Yeah. 100%. Because there's money to be made and a motherfucker will sit there and just lecture about hip hop. Ain't been there. 
ain't done shit, ain't, done ain't rocked a mic, ain't spray that wall, ain't kill that dance floor, ain't scratch that record, is going to get all this grant money and ain't live that life. Yep. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will end it there. Crick, yes. thank you, sir. So much fun. <laughs> yes. Seafood. Prayer emoji. Prayer emoji. Prayer emoji with the heart emoji. I'm doing exactly. it. Bringing so, it. Let's put it like the music phase in. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to change it to something like housey so that you can feel, you feel good. <laughs> yeah. Shout, Thanks, wait, shout, shout out. But, shout out to you for, for letting me yap my yap. Uh, my crew, <laughs> Crazy Natives. My crew, Step Fiends. Shouts out to... Uh, you know, Dance Fusion and all them crazy dudes, everybody that came to the session, Byron, uh, PMT for letting me do whatever wacky kind of class I want to try. <laughs> Bobbing at PMT. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, Mellow Animals, because those dudes supported the the session. You know, Takushi, Rice Ball and them. Uh, yeah, man. And South Jersey, Rennie Harris Pure Movement, all my homies. <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, I'm done now. He's like, roll credits. <laughs> I want to thank James Cricket Coulter for coming through and uh, dance nerding it out with me. Um, as always, one of the cool things I took away from this conversation is it kind of starts with us. So if we don't tell our own stories, someone else will tell it for us, and usually it'll always favor them over us. And so, you know, on a macro level, think about it and then act microly within your own community and all that kind of stuff. You can find more about Cricket at on Instagram at Cricket Did It, C R I K I T D I D I T. Once again, this is Cam. Peace, y'all. My Friends Are Fresh is a Mookie production, produced, recorded, edited by Cameron T. Moore, beats by Prometheus Jackson. You can learn more at myfriendsarefresh.com and you can hear more beats on Instagram at Prometheus Jackson. Prometheus Jackson.